The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The only thing that seems to stay the same is change. Change can be hard to manage, but once we've set out to master how we respond to change, we can increase efficiency, reduce stress, and move ahead. Welcome to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. Lesya and her guests will provide tips and best practices to manage how you can react to change. Now, here's your host, Lesya Kushner. Hello, everyone. My name is Lesya Kushner. And welcome to Change is the New Constant. I am just so excited to be here with you guys. Um, thanks so much again for those who are listening. Oh, and also for those who are joining me for the very first time. I am eager to share with you so many things. Um, I'm a change manager. I consult with many companies. Um, what I am wanting to share with you are the things that I've learned um, with the companies that I do consult with I have had the opportunity to do the change management and I am ProSci certified so I with being ProSci certified I work with the ADCAR approach. Now, ADCAR um, stands for the acronyms Awareness, Desire, Knowledge, Ability, Reinforcement. Wonderful tool. But I also have gone to um, webinars and conferences and things like that. So I've learned so many tools and tips and tricks, but also the lessons that I've learned. And so... I have now gotten to the point where I just have learned so many things that I want to share these things. And I have um, been asked so many times to just share these wonderful tools with you. So that's what I have been able to do with my radio show. And um, so that's, that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm loving it. I'm so eager to share all of this stuff with you. Now, Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. If we think of anything in our lives touched by computers or technology, we can see how quickly things change. And this includes everything from our jobs, things in our homes, things in our cars like our phones and everything else. These are labeled as technological enhancements. Things are changing so quickly. And think of the last 10, 20, 30 years, technological enhancements. They're changing so quickly. As I mentioned, as a change manager, I consult to companies who are going through major implementations, process changes, organizational restructures, 
these businesses require my expertise, my experience in mastering those changes. I work alongside the within the businesses alongside the project managers and the leadership teams and I think of this oftentimes when I think of like an iceberg where sometimes we can see uh, so an iceberg and see the top of the change that's happening but the whole underside of the iceberg often is the big impact to the people side of the change. And that's the change management. That's the the people side of the change that's really being impacted. And as a change manager, the big part of the change, the people side of the change, that's my focus. So the top part, um, that's the change that's oftentimes the, the, the easy thing, the hardware, the the technological thing, but it's the people side of the change, my focus. That's what, that's where I'm looking at. So I'm so eager to be able to share the lessons that I learned and my own tips and tricks that I've got. Now for today's focus is resistance. Why do people resist the change? What are the top 10 reasons people resist change? Now, we, we know that there are changes that, changes that happen, but people resist them. Why? So my first segment is going to be on the top 10 reasons people resist change. In the next segment, we're going to talk about what can be done by managers and leaders in dealing with that resistance. After that, I've had some questions from listeners as to, okay, we see this change happening, so how have you dealt with it? And what can we do? So I'm going to answer some of those questions. So the questions that have come in to me and my um, email, which, by the way, is lesia at crystalmount.com. Lesia, that's my name, L-E-S-I-A, at crystalmount, all one word, dot com. After that, it's going to be, how can you bring resistance management into your personal life? It's an interesting thing because like all of the change management things, it can be brought in from what you do professionally to personally. Interesting. So let's get started. Why do people resist change? Resistance is a natural and normal reaction. To what degree is going to vary, but it is. It's a natural and normal reaction. Top 10 reasons people resist change. Here we go. Here are some surprises to the managers and project teams. Number 10. That's going to be Misunderstandings and miscommunications about the change. They don't know why it's happening, what's happening, advantages and disadvantages. What's going on? They can't answer that. 
Number nine. Saturation. Change saturation. We're resisting this. We're done. We've had enough. Can't even keep my head above water here. Too many changes going on. We're going to resist this change. Change saturation. Number eight. Poor communication. We don't know why this change is happening. We're going to resist it this way. Poor communication. You're not telling us why this is going on. Number seven. Comfortable in the current state. We're wanting to keep things the same. Even if it means we have some workarounds and it's not perfect here. We're resisting this change because we want to keep things the same. We know how to do stuff. Number six, we're not being consulted. Not even, you're not even giving us any input. Not even just the managers, but the users have to have a say here. Too many times we don't even get a say. Number five, temporary fad. Now, even like clothes and hairstyles, some people would rather wait for the fat to come and go. We want to have that. Fourth reason for resistance, the lack of skills. Would I need some kind of training and all of that? So that scares them for all the work that this might require. They don't like that. Number three, the third reason would they have to work harder during the change? Now, we all know that sometimes when we have to do an implementation, there's going to take a lot of work to actually have the implementation happen, that transition period to take place. So sometimes they're going to have to do some sort of training and upgrading and all of that kind of stuff. And they'll need to get up to speed. Um, but that's where the resistance is going to happen. So the managers might need to sort of say, okay, we'll need to get some extra people in. Or we need to have, might have to have um, people with extra perks even in place. You need to identify how we're going to make sure that we have that in place. We need to figure out a way that that's going to happen. Number two. Hmm. Now, this could be another reason. Now, this is where the pendulum is starting to swing to the extreme here. But another reason that people resist change? Layoffs. Now, layoffs were announced or even at least feared. Got to be concerned about this. You don't know what's going on. Concerned about this one. And then the last one. 
fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going on. So they're scared. They don't know. They have to be concerned about what might happen. So they don't know what's going on. They're worried that they have to go about knowing what might happen. So they're going to see whether they have to just take it one step at a time or just see what's going to, how they're going to be able to get through it. So let's review that list one more time. The reasons, 10 reasons for change resistance. Misunderstanding about the change. Exhaustion and saturation of the changes that have already taken place. Poor communication. Comfortable about the current state. Poor communication because they weren't told what was going on. Fear of the unknown. Users weren't being consulted. The temporary fad. The lack of understanding. The training was required. Number three, work harder during the change. Second, layoffs were announced or feared. And then the top one, fear about the unknown. Now, isn't that scary with just being the fear of the unknown? You have to be so concerned about that. People need to be aware. If they don't know what's going on, you have to let them know. And it's that fear of the unknown that will always stop them. So now that we know the reasons for the resistance, how do we manage that? What can the managers do to manage the resistance? That's going to be their job. We'll take a look at that right after the break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Lesya Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesya consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesya does all of that as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted. Then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, 
which is the critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hi, and welcome back. My name is Lesya Kushner, and Change is the New Constant. So in this episode, we're talking about the resistance to change. So we looked at the 10 reasons that there is resistance to change. So now that we know that there is resistance, we now need to know how we're going to manage it. And speaking of manage, it's going to be the manager's job in most companies. It's their responsibility to be managing it. So what are some things that they can do to look at managing the resistance? First thing they need to do is just take that step back and say, there will be some resistance. This is a natural, normal response. So that's the first thing that they need to look at. Okay. They also need to start seeing resistance in different ways. So, There will be everything from the foot dragging and lethargy and avoidance to coffee room chats and spreading of rumors. And then there's the pendulum that swings to the total opposite direction to rebellions and stuff like that where people are going to start totally going to the other people who may go to the extreme and leave the company. Okay, so those are, that's the pendulum swinging from one extreme to the other. Okay, so from a manager, you, I mean, and obviously this depends on the extreme of the change too. So um, those are the things that that we need to be keeping in mind here. Now, when you are a manager and we're going through changes, We also need to recognize that before you're looking at a change, you need to experience the change wearing two different hats. First, you need to experience the change as the user or the employee hat. Then you can experience it wearing the manager hat. So wearing the user or employee hat, experience it that way first. So putting the, wearing that hat, look at it and answer those questions for yourself. What's happening? Why is it happening? When is it happening? Where is it happening? How is it going to impact me? What specifically, what's in it for me? Those kinds of things. So that before you can start communicating to your staff about it, 
figure it out from your perspective. Once you do that for yourself, then you can start selling and promoting it to your staff. So you can do it from that way first. Then switch hats from employee to manager, wear your manager hat, and then you can start selling it to them. Okay. Communicate, communicate, communicate. That's the big step for managers. Whenever you're dealing with resistance, that's one of your first things that you can do. But the one important thing with communication is that it's not a one-way street and it's not a one-time deal. When I'm working with managers and dealing with resistance, those are the two things that I teach them. Is that communication needs to be done multiple times, multiple ways. So um, encouraging things right at the very beginning and continuing on. Um, right from the start, face to face, in a variety of ways, question answer periods, things like that. Um, this is where I like to encourage um, using all of the ADCAR uh, processes. Um, as I mentioned, ADCAR is from ProSci, so I'm ProSci certified um, as a change manager. Um, that's how you get certified as a change manager using getting ProSci certified. Um, by the way, ProSci, Pro, P-R-O-S-C-I, ProSci certified using the ADCAR approach. Now, ADCAR is an acronym representing awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, reinforcement. Those are the five change steps in the change management mod, module model and so as you're going through change management you go through each one and you build up from them um, so you build your awareness a awareness d desire c knowledge ability and then reinforcement so the first thing awareness you build that awareness of what's going on Next one, D, desire, create that desire, okay? So when you have resistance, it's usually because that awareness has not been properly built. So if you haven't started properly, that's when resistance starts. So this is where when we haven't built up that awareness, it's because you can expect the resistance to start right at the very beginning. It's also when we're tackling resistance at all, you got to be the proactive versus the reactive. So be prepared. Communication does more than just put out the fires. So that's that's something to keep in mind. The other thing to be thinking about is when you start looking at, um, as a manager, instead of just focusing on what I'll call hard benefits versus soft benefits. So there are the hard benefits like the finances or hardware and other things like that. 
versus the soft benefits where you can start getting into how people are feeling, thinking, and all of those kinds of things. So conversations that you can have with people and start um, getting into um, asking them questions such as, why do you think this change is taking place? What do you think we need? How will you be impacted? Based on the past, what is your experience with these kinds of changes? What are the positives of this change? What is one negative of this change? What can be put in place so that you can be helped and supported throughout this change? Having questions like that would allow you the opportunity to talk with your staff and be able to get the feedback so that you would have a better understanding and know kind of how things are going and get a feel for how they're starting to understand the change and see where things are happening and see how they're taking things so that they basically just don't get one announcement and then show up for training and they don't even know what the heck's going on. I've had the opportunity too many times where I've come in Unfortunately, I'm being. Sometimes they'll ask me to join a project because a company will require a change manager, but they're realizing they bring me on because they need a change manager, but they didn't realize that what they needed was change management a whole lot earlier on. So we need to start having these people getting involved. And so fortunately, I've been able to teach them that change management needs to be brought in for the next time much earlier on. And for the next time, for their next project, I came in earlier and we were better and better prepared for the next time because we use those same communication skills and everything for the next project and everything just works so much better. It was just wonderful. Because I'm ProSize certified, um, I often follow many of ProSize um, latest blogs and things like that. And so um, ProSize 2016 change management best practices research, specifically on change resistance, um, they identified five um, best practices. Number one was do change management right the first time. Number two was expect resistance to change. Number three was address resistance formally. That was a big one. You gotta address it formally. Don't ignore it. If you see resistance, as managers, you gotta go and talk to people and address it. Number four is identify the root causes of resistance. Don't just assume there isn't a root cause. 
Figure out what the root cause is. Number five is engage the right resistance managers. So, and the right, the word right here is in quotes. Now, the reason why right is in quotes is you can't just have midline and frontline managers. Um, Those are the right managers. You can't just have change managers, project managers, and HR people dealing with these people. The right people are going to be their direct managers. Those are the people that need to be talking to these specific individuals. They're the ones that need to be talking to these people, not just change managers. Now, as a change manager, I can always go in and assist you, but I'm not the one who should be talking directly to these people um, if they're causing resistance. Again, I can always go in and assist you, but I should never be the one directly talking to these people. So that's what a manager should be doing. Next, what we're going to do is we're going to have a question answer period. Um, I have wonderfully had a great time with questions that have been emailed to me, which, by the way, have been sent to Lesia, L-E-S-I-A, my first name, at crystalmount.com. These ones are specifically on resistance management. Um, And so what we're going to do is we're going to cover those right after the break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Lesia Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesia consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesia does all of that, as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted, Then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. I'm Lesya Kushner, and welcome back to Change is the New Constant. Um, As I mentioned, what we're going to do now is take a look at um, some Q&A, so question and answers. So I received some emails 
and um, what I'm going to do is talk, um, review the questions, and uh, talk about some of the answers that I had. Um, so let's get started. My first question is from Dave, uh, a department head, um, and his question is, um, we have a le- leader who is very, very vocal about how things are working and is extremely opinionated, by the way, those are in all caps, extremely opinionated about how he thinks things are going to work in the new system. How can we keep his opinions positive and accurate towards the project? Well, thanks, Dave, for writing in. Um, By the way, Dave and I, um, we communicated a little bit more. So I found out a little bit more about the project and and things like that. Um, And then we we certainly uh, communicated a little bit more after that. So I learned a little bit more about the project and and everything. Um, So... Again, it's there was this new project, new system, and Dave's question, how can we keep his opinions positive and accurate towards the project? Well, first of all, we can't always keep his opinions just positive. I mean, we'd love for it to be positive, but then there's reality. So we hope it stays positive, but, um, I mean, the important thing is, accurate towards the project and not just cutting it down all the time. Okay, um, so usually what's happening is when they're extremely opinionated and negative and he's going on and on and just cutting down the project, that's usually where the problem is lying. So this is where we sort of need to look into What's the problem and why is it going that way? And oftentimes, that's where the problem is. So how do we get um, him to be more involved? So what I did is I suggested that one of the ways that I've worked on projects and have gotten some of these quote-unquote opinionated people involved in the project is suggested that these leaders that this leader become one of the testers you get him involved in UAT user acceptance testing Um, this is where his opinions start to matter his gets he gets involved in he gets consulted then his opinions and his consulting and everything else become important. Then he feels that's where he gets involved. And so followed up on that, and so response from Dave was he then got very assisted with the testing. And so that was wonderful. And then the follow-up was... uh, assisted with the the training as well so how wonderful is that where you that's how you get people extremely involved in that kind of stuff wonderful so that's how you can help out people getting 
involved and manage their resistance. So Dave, thanks so much for the email, by the way. Okay, the next one. So we have a scenario where we have a major company upgrade of the email and a Microsoft Office system. So the question is, we are wanting people to do this upgrade, but the change manager was brought in late in the game. And people aren't in the loop and they don't know what's going on. What should we do? Well, I'm going to share with you something very similar to a situation where that I had. So I was brought into a project where major implementation, but people didn't know what was going on. So what I started doing was I started meetings key contact meetings where I had representatives from every department. What this allowed me to do is have people in the loop. Now, the project team, so the um, project manager met with the stakeholders and stuff like that. So they still had theirs. But as myself as a change manager, I had a key contact meeting. So this allowed me to meet with a representative from every department. And for this, the representative from every department varied. In, for some departments, the representative was the department manager. In other departments, it was another individual and it ranged from the department manager to another vocal person. In some departments, it was admin staff. So it was really varied from one department to the next. I would pass on things in the meeting and then after the meeting, they would share it with their departments. And so in those meetings, they would take it back to their departments and share it with their departments. And then before the next meeting, they would come back and we would have another key contact meeting and they would share that depart- that in- any information that they had from their department back with us in the key contacts. So it was wonderful because this was a two-way communication. So all of this increased the communication. So it was another way to reduce all of this. So people weren't, they were kept in the loop. They weren't out of the loop. That's usually one of the big things of managing the resistance. Because oftentimes in in, uh, companies these days, there are so many changes going on. So it's not that the managers don't want to keep their um, staff out of communications is that they have so many projects that are going on so they're just wanting to keep everyone in the loop so this is where you just have to sort of be careful as to what is going on so increased communication developed an understanding about the change who what when 
where, why, and the other, how. How is all, all of this going to be impacted? And the other thing that was important here is that especially within the departments, sometimes there were changes that were happening that would impact two different departments, but very different ways. And so they would have these kinds of meetings where two different departments could actually talk to each other and share how they would be impacted differently. So we had wonderful meetings where they could have these kinds of discussions, which was great. Okay, next question. Question, received an email from Pam, who's a project manager. A person on the project team is not acting properly. We have trained the team on how to speak about the project when working with users. However, he has been talking negatively about the project. What should I do? Well, thanks, Pam, for sending in that email. Um, so, the answer, my answer very quickly is uh, you got to put out the fire. So, Pam, if you're his manager, you're his direct supervisor, you're, then you need to be talking directly to him. So the project team needs to be one of the biggest cheerleaders for a project. Your job, since you're his direct manager, direct supervisor, you should be talking to him about why he's not supporting the project. If he can't support it and isn't on side, then um, obviously some changes need to be made here. And this would be... Uh, no different than, let's say, uh, 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 a vice president not supporting the president. Um, whatever you're doing, um, when you're out there as a project team, doing installations or upgrades on someone's computer and working on them on that, and the users are seeing what you're doing about the project, Oftentimes, this is your opportunity to talk to users and answer any of the questions about the project and stuff like that. And oftentimes, as a change manager, this is when I often would have the project team be cheerleaders about the project, um, assist them in facilitating the project and have communications, even prepare communications for them, assist them in how to communicate certain things about the project. So um, if he is negatively talking about the project, we have to be very careful about that. So he would need to honestly be on side about this. And if he's not, then um, significant changes would definitely need to be made about this. So thanks for all of those questions. We will be having questions um, on every session. If you have any other questions, please feel free to send me an email. Um, my email address again, lesia at crystalmount.com. Lesia, my first name, L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount, crystalmount, all one word, dot com. And we'll more right after the break.
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Lesia Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesia consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesia does all of that as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted, then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hi, I'm Lesya Kushner and welcome back to Change is the New Constant. Well, today we've been talking about resistance management, and um, with any of the change management skills that I've been talking about, I always talk about how I've taken them home. So for resistance management, um, when I was looking at that, I really had to sort of sit back and say, hmm, I mean, communication, how did I take that home? Well, I, that was easy. And, uh, you know, some of the other ones, how did I take that home? Well, I could see how I took that, you know, different ones home. But resistance management, really resistance? I didn't really see how I took that one home. So I had to sort of really think about that and well, what do I really resist? And so after giving it some thought, that's when I realized that, okay, well, let's come up with some. So... Here are some examples of resistance management that I have at home. First one, trying to decide how you're going to spend your next family holiday. Let's think about that one. Now, obviously, in dealing with a family, it's not like we had to deal with layoffs and stuff like that. Okay, so the pendulum didn't swing to that end. Bear with me there, right? But just well, keeping each other in the loop. Increasing communication. Getting the consult for opinions. And just trying to keep, trying to decide how we're going to spend our next family holiday. There are some people who really wanted to go to one place where we couldn't get the opinions of everyone else. So how can we manage that? 
there is some resistance. Some people don't think that things are going to work the way they want that. So how can you manage that and get that? Because it's a change. People want to go. Things work their way. Changes are happening. Changes are going to happen. And some of the changes are, they're not going to always be implementations. But how do you work towards having something else happen? Something new happen? Those are changes. So this is where what I love about change management is a change that's happening that I work and am able to do professionally I can see how those skills and stuff like that can work for me personally as well. Following the school year for me, the school calendar, because I've got children, that's when it's sort of, okay, um, every fall, that's when you're, that's when I seem to be organizing my life with all of the new extracurriculars getting put on on the calendar. And when new things get added, begin the year with what people are choosing for all the extracurriculars. And then the calendar starts getting filled up and and more and more stuff get added and added and added and added. And oh my gosh, how how is this all going to get handled? And holy change saturation. I, I don't even have time to do everything. Really? My plate is full. So why do I want to do that? Do I really need to book another fitness class when I could really just enjoy a beautiful walk when my calendar would just be flexible enough to just allow it? So we could just avoid change saturation and just need to narrow things down because we just can't do everything. That would be just easier. Another one is, now this is where I'm just gonna be honest with you, I've recently suffered some health issues. So needed to use my change management skills to learn about things. But also, there was the fear of the unknown. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I had to work to stay informed. Move forward. Ask the questions. And be able to get past the fear. That was huge. You have to get past that. So this is where change management was wonderful because it allowed me to make that change management connection from from professional over to my personal life. When you're dealing with resistance, like the pain, it doesn't always tell you what is wrong, but only that something is wrong. You have to remember that you can't use band-aids and painkillers. You need to start by diagnosing the issue and then you can resolve it. When the resistance appears, you need to learn to look and listen carefully, then react. 
or better yet, you need to often be proactive. When you're going to have resistance to change, oftentimes the resistance is more about the fear of the future than the love of the past. If you do the change management right the first time, that's going to be critical for your success. And implementing ADCAR has been one of my wonderful tools and one of the things that I'm going to continue to share with you as we continue on. So that's going to be extremely, extremely helpful for you. My next show that we're going to continue, that we're going to be working on is communication. As I've been talking about in the resistance management is your first thing that you're going to deal with, especially when we're dealing with resistance, is that you got to let people know what was going on so there wasn't that fear of the unknown, which was the number one reason there was resistance in the first place. So communication is that critical essential piece in change management. When we're going through major changes, it needs to start with proper communication. And like a lot of other things, The communication is something that we can do professionally and transfer it properly to the personal side as well. I'm Leslie Kirshner, and thank you so much for joining me again on Change is the New Constant. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to Change is the New Constant with Leshia Kushner next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, identify change in your life and how you can respond positively. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.